0: Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun. And if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome back to the Far Side of Leadership. In this episode, we're going to talk about accountability partner or accountability partners. Lately, we've been talking about habits Small habits, habits like giving up something or either starting something, and doing that will get you where you want to be in time. Sometimes we're impatient, but if we just have a system, have a way of doing things, a list of things to do, if you will, as long as we're doing those, We know they are the right things to do in time. We will, with these new habits, reach our goal. As an example, got to use an example every once in a while to make sure we're on the same track. You want to lose 10 pounds? Our first thoughts are, gee, that ought to be easy. Well, depending on... Probably several factors. I don't know. Men may think it's harder to lose ten pounds. Me, women may think it's hard to lose ten pounds. Uh, I, I I don't. I really don't have the answer for that. Doesn't really matter. I'm a guy, so it's gonna take me whatever length of time to lose ten pounds if I wanted to lose ten pounds. And a lot of times we think that losing ten pounds, whoop, all you gotta do is exercise more. No. That's not true. You could exercise more and eat wrong and gain 20 pounds overnight would seem like. And have you noticed it's easier to gain weight than it is to lose weight? But anyway, what we want to do if we're wanting to lose weight is to come up with what are the things that I need to do to lose weight, then I put those things into action. But if you really want to get good at this, have you an accountability partner. Maybe it would be somebody that is trying to do the same thing as you. For example, if you're trying to lose 10 pounds and your buddy's trying to lose 10 pounds, then maybe y'all go out to eat at lunch every day together. That'd give you a pretty good idea whether or not y'all were gonna reach that goal. Are you eating right, drinking right, exercising right? With this accountability partner, you—if you don't work out at the gym together, at least you could compare notes on a regular basis as to, yes, I went to the gym Monday, Tuesday. Oh, I slept in late on Wednesday because I, you know, I did something. Tuesday night, and I stayed up too late, and I didn't get enough sleep, so I thought sleep was more important than working out. Well, is your accountability partner just going to go, Oh, well, that's okay, no big deal. Well, you might do that as an accountability partner, maybe once. But in my opinion, if you're going to be an accountability partner, you got to be tough on your partner. you got to say, why didn't you go work out? Or why didn't you eat right? Why didn't you do something? Or why did you do something? Why did you drink all that beer last night? Why did you, you know, eat a pound of sugar last night? That's not going to help you get where you want to get. So, does it mean you have to be mean? No. But I think you have to be, I don't know what would be the word, forceful. I mean just hey, and at some point if if you're the accountability partner making sure that somebody else is doing what they need to do and they're not doing it, pretty soon you're going to have to tell them you're firing yourself or you're firing them, whichever way it is, that you're not going to be their accountability partner. I mean, who wants to watch their buddy fail? And they're only going to fail if they don't do what they said they're going to do. I think it was last week's episode that I talked about baby habits, and I'm just going to tell you, I don't know if I'm going to tell you the three habits or one habit, one for sure that I want to talk to you about, that in fact, you can be my accountability, accountability partner, although I feel like I will have a Sure enough, accountability partner, and that's going to be my wife. But in the last week or two, I've heard, it's, it's like the podcast that I listen to, everybody's on the same bandwagon, if you will. And lately, I've been really hearing a lot about sugar and how bad, I mean, I knew sugar is bad for you. I've, I've known it for a long time. But they are saying that we Americans, yeah, I don't know how you could do it, eat 152 pounds of sugar a year, refined sugar. I mean, sugar's in everything. Have you noticed that? I'm not talking about just eating a Snickers or, or a Hershey's or what, whatever it is, whatever kind of candies out there. Skittles. They say Skittles is the worst candy in the world that you can eat. Thank goodness I don't like Skittles. I, and I'm not going to say I don't like sweets, but I don't do that much sweets. But did I eat some cake Friday? I sure did. Did I eat some Friday night? I sure did. I ate more sugar last Friday than than I normally do. So I'm just telling you, hearing more and more and more about how bad sugar is, and I'm not going to go into detail all the different things that it's bad you know what it can cause or whatever, but as a buddy of mine that did pass away from cancer told me one time, he said sugar is fertilizer to cancer. Now that ought to wake us all up. Sugar is a fertilizer to cancer, and I think I mentioned it before. You know, drinking a a bottle of or can of Coke is like eight to ten. Uh, uh, teaspoons of sugar and and so anyway I am uh, I weighed in this morning so for the next 30 days I'm gonna do everything that I can to eliminate sugar from my diet am I gonna mess up I would I would I don't want to confess yes but it's, it's pretty hard to be perfect when, if you look at the ingredients of anything that you eat or drink, it's got stuff in it. It may say, uh, in fact, I looked at a root beer this morning. Yes, I've got a few root beers left in the house, but as of tonight, I'm not drinking any root beers. I had given, to regress, I had given up soft drinks I think it was 2005, but for some reason, a root beer in the last year started tasting good. Of course, I should have never drank the root beer, but a little bitty, bitty bottle of root beer, I don't even know if that's eight ounces or what, has like, I think it's 42 grams of sugar in it. Now, that root beer goes real good with popcorn, so I don't know if I'll have to give up popcorn to give up the root beer. But I'm giving up root beer. I'm giving up. I, I hope I don't make anybody mad if they have a birthday party and I don't eat their cake. But I'm going to give up sweets. I'm going to give up just anything that I know that has sugar in it. Which I don't drink anything pretty much but water and a root beer every once in a while. I don't even, very seldom do I even drink tea. But what we've got to look at is, and I may not pronounce it correctly, fru- fructose and suc- sucrose or whatever uh, the stuff. You look at the ingredients, and I can guarantee you, it may say zero grams of sugar, but if it tastes a little sweet, if or if it says it's sugar-free, like I like to put in my iced coffee, is sugar-free caramel. And I got to thinking, okay, well, let me look at this for a second. So I looked at it. Yep, it's sugar-free, but I guarantee you there's some ingredients in that thing. Might as well be sugar. It's hard to give up every single thing there is out there that has some form, if you will, of sugar. But I'm going to do my best to give up sugar, again, best that I can. There's a couple other things that I'm going to do along with that. But the main number one thing is giving up sugar. And my goal is to remember in about 30 days to give you an update of how I feel. I don't necessarily need to lose any weight. If I lost five or six pounds, wouldn't hurt. Let me put it that way too. Or if I move this around my belly somewhere else, that definitely wouldn't hurt. But I bet you, giving up sugar, I'm going to feel better. Also, too, I've been told to eliminate dairy products from my diet. And if you've never tried to do that, that's tough. I haven't been as good with that that I should be. Last week, I really, man, the devil must have been out last week because I had pizza last week. And I just don't have pizza that often. And did I eat? Yeah, and I even had a root beer <laughs> with that. I mean, it's like committing a sin or something. But anyway, so I'm going to cut out the sugar, cut out the dairy products, which mainly is cheese. I love cheese. I don't drink milk. I haven't had milk in such a long time. And then my last thing, there's going to be three things that I'm really going to concentrate on, and that's drinking more water. And I can't help but believe when I report back to you in a, in about 30 days, whether I lose weight or not, I don't I don't really care. I, even if I gain weight, I, I don't really care. It's, it's not like a big deal because I know I'm not going to gain and lose more than about 5 pounds in 30 days. But by giving up sugar, cutting back on the dairy products, get that as low as I possibly can, and drink more water, I can't help but believe I'm going to feel some kind of good. But again, the name of this episode is accountability. Do you have an accountability partner? Do you have to have one? No, you don't. Do you have strong willpower? If you do, I mean, if people brag about your willpower, you might not need an accountability partner. But I do believe... If we have one to two to three accountability partners for different things, we will reach our goals a whole lot quicker. So how about let me know, do you have an accountability partner? And tell me one thing that once you make that decision, one to two to three things that you plan on doing where you need an accountability partner to keep you on track, to make sure that you reach your goal in the next 30 days. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfarr.com.